This episode of the Flinders Fringe podcast unpacks the fantastic Flinders Fringe finale. Taking us through the lineup is Sally Bellew, festival producer for the finale. Sally and Claire Thorne chat together about headline acts Jess Hitchcock and Kian, catch up with composer Andy Payne and invite children's music duo Whistle and Trick into the studio to learn about what to expect from the local act. Over to Sally. Last day of the Flinders Fringe Festival 2024 is the fantastic Flinders Fringe Festival that's going to be on at the St John's Grounds in Flinders at the, at the church in King Street. It's a tasting plate of what you might have seen already at the Flinders Fringe Festival over the previous couple of days. And it's also uh, a few other things that we might be aspiring to. We've added a couple of extras in there as well to create an extraordinary program which will run between 12 and 3 on, on that Sunday afternoon. We've included a broad mix, mix of artists uh, at our picnic this year, which is... Um, uh, we wanted to pull something together that would appeal to the community who'd already been to some events, but also those who hadn't. And we wanted to create a, a roundup of the festival. And the finale picnic is a bit of a brainchild of the convener of the festival, Claire Thorne, who's also here. Hi, Claire. Hi, Sal. And I think it's just a sensational nod to the old world. Yeah, um, when Melissa and I were cooking up this this uh, idea of having a festival, and which was only going to be a couple of events, um, I was really, really keen um, to have um, a picnic that could bring the community together. And in fact, this was the very first event that we really sought to organise. And the most important part of it was to receive the um, support of St John's, the local church, because it has this incredibly beautiful grounds with trees, an amazing space um, that I could visualise. I could see this community picnic and and the music and um, the whole event taking place. So, in fact, I, I went to, to visit. Uh, I asked them whether they'd be in. They're, they're totally in. Mm. Their, their vicar, Kyron um, Jones, uh, is in fact part of... Uh, the lineup, she, she which, is, which, certainly is, which is. is very exciting. I'm looking forward to talking about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and the other important partner in all of this is the Bendigo Bank. Yeah. Um, I knew that they would be on board because this is totally on brand for them. They're great supporters of our local community and they supported us last year and they're supporting us again this year and very generously as well. So we're we're grateful to both St John's and to Bendigo Bank for making this all possible, as yeah. well as some other generous local donors as well who've wanted to put this on because... Uh, we've decided to keep the entry um, a ticket price really low so there's no barrier. So people can come, they can enjoy uh, this spectacular lineup, um, mm. which, of course, Sally, you've brought together. So you yeah, can maybe talk a little bit more about it. <laughs> well, we will. We're going to we're, yeah. we're going to talk about a whole lot of things that are going to be on there um, during the day. We've got music. We've got the um, the incredible local um, uh, th youth theatre company. Dreamhouse Theatre are going to show us some of their wares. We've got young artists who are emerging from schools on the Mornington Peninsula um, 
and um, we've got uh, quite a few surprises. And you and I are going to go through that a little bit okay. in, in a little bit. But all the time while there, while this is happening, we've got um, we're going to have lovely ice cream. We're going to have the Fl- Flinders Preschool doing a sausage sizzle. Um, we've got etch sparkling. We've got Flinders, uh, the Bass and Flinders Distillery, you know. And we've also got an amazing um, collection of volunteers helping us to pull it all together. Yeah, it is an amazing day. Um, headlining our act, uh, our, our day of performance is Jess Hitchcock, um, incredible uh, Indigenous singer-songwriter who a lot of people have probably heard of um, uh, and even if you think perhaps you haven't, I'll bet you you have heard her because she sang the national anthem at the grand final this last year. She sang at Carols by Candlelight. She sings with Paul Kelly. She's just re- released an incredible album called Unbreakable. And I thought we should listen to a track from that now, um, which is called uh, Days Are Long. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the program and, and some of the acts that are going to be part of it. So many Excited to announce that we have Kian, a proud Yelanji Jirabal Badu Islander artist who came to Melbourne in 2019 from North Queensland. And they've released an album, I think it was released in 2020, called Better Things, uh, and were awarded the Archie Roach Foundation uh, Award that year um, at the National Indigenous Music Awards, and later won the Archie Roach Foundation Award at the Music Victoria Awards. And and they're going to perform at the end of our first set uh, on the, of the finale on, on Sunday. And this is an amazing track from their album of the same name called Catch the Night. This is Kian. Gonna go catch the night Chasing that feeling You and me, it's all right The same idea you're keeping me
also in the finale program, we are going to hear a couple of pieces from Street Requiem, which is an oratorio um, conducted by Kathleen McGuire, um, which some in the community may have already heard because they, we were lucky enough to have that performed at the Main Ridge last year. I think it was in October, Claire, would that be right? Yeah, it was Yeah, late, late October um, and it was on, at Uncommon Folk Farm. That's right. Conceived by Jonathan Welch, it was collaboratively written by Dr Kathleen McGuire, who's going to be conducting for mm-hmm. us on the on the day of the finale, and uh, co-written by Andy Payne, who's with us here today. How Good are you? morning. Mine. Thank you so much for joining us here. Um, I've also got Claire in the studio, Claire Thorne, who's the convener of the festival, and she's who knows a, quite a lot more about the Street Requiem because she was involved with staging it at uh, Main Ridge, October last year. Was yeah, it yeah, it was a very exciting experience. Um, so the Flinders Fringe collaborated with the Mornington Peninsula Foundation and Uncommon Folk, and of course um, Kathleen and Andy, and um, we were able to uh, create. Uh, it wasn't the whole street requiem, requiem, Andy. It was almost all of it, but um, we were able to bring it to life in an equestrian arena, arena in Main Ridge, and um, it was a fundraiser for the programs that support homeless people on the Mornington Peninsula, and we raised over twenty-one thousand dollars, which was incredible. But it was also we brought together um, nearly, I think, a hundred. Um, singers to be part of the choir, which was incredibly beautiful. We had Make a Peasy play as well. And, um, yeah, it was moving. It was extraordinary. It endured the weather. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it was amazing. And, um, you know, Kathleen is incredible, but Andy is also as well. So it's it's wonderful that um, we've at least got two movements. Um, I think my two favourite movements will be presented at um, at the finale. So... Um, I'm going to hand it over to Andy because yeah. he knows more about <laughs> sure. it than I do. So I wanted to ask you, Andy, how would you describe, if somebody hasn't seen or heard Street Requiem, can you tell us what it is? Hmm. Um, technically, it's an oratorio. Um, basically, it's a, a, a collection of 10 pieces of music, all in different styles, uh, and it's fo- focused on uh, homelessness. Its original intention was to raise money uh, for people who were experiencing homelessness, particularly rough sleepers, but obviously that's only one category. Um, it's based on a, a requiem mass, which some people will be familiar with, but at the same time, um, it isn't a religious work. It's a secular work. We wanted it to be accessible to everybody, but it takes uh, some of the movements uh, from a requiem mass and then uh, gives them we hope, a, a fresh or an, an interesting take. It was written to be performed by community choirs, so it's fairly accessible, uh, and we often find that you know we've got audiences clapping and singing along kind of thing to, to different parts of it. It is quite a serious piece in the sense that it challenges the audience to have a think about uh, you know life on the streets and what that's like. And it's coming up for its 10th anniversary. So uh, we're very pleased with the way that it's it's gone. It's been used literally all over the world to, mm, to raise money. I was going money. to ask about that. It has. It's been everywhere, hasn't it? Well, not quite everywhere, but it's certainly uh, certainly been uh, to a significant number of places. The Americans seem very fond of it for s- some reason. Um, and it's been used as a, in community groups. Uh, it's been, And almost always it's been used to fundraise 
mm. uh, which is is great. We we really like that side of things. And the, uh, the the concept is that you the I think correct mm. me if I'm wrong, but the um, you go to a place and a choir is assembled to be a part of it. Is that is that how mm. it works? Yes, absolutely. Yes. That, I mean because it's it's written for community choirs. Uh, what we will try and do is to involve um, whoever's in the in the particular area. I mean, one of the things that we really like to do is to work with. There are a number of um, uh, choirs for people experiencing homelessness. Um, the performance in in Dallas uh, was used to help launch their their street choir. Um, similarly, in in Melbourne, when it was first uh, performed, it was the uh, the choir of hard knocks, as people may remember them from the uh, mm. you know, the BBC television series, not always possible because not everywhere has a an, an area. San Francisco again, um, singers of the street there, which was a street choir, which actually Kathleen Maguire was involved in creating. Um, they they sang so quite often it's a collaboration between a local choir and then other people will come along and when we were down in uh, in this part of the world earlier on it was terrific because we had a number of local singers who um who who you know signed up came and did the rehearsals and sang with us on the evening so it truly was a a community event and uh, and one of those groups i think is actually p- performing uh, at that at this event and, and that's of course the sea wolves because a number of those got oh, involved they were, yeah. they were part of it as well that was terrific yes. so it was great to meet them and uh, and, and see what they're doing, a fabulous organisation. So who do we have on the day on for the finale? Who's Who are some of our singers? I know you mentioned it to me, Claire, the other day. I think we've got, there's, was it the Flinders Choir? And and there might be some people from the Justice Choir also singing as yep. well. Right. Yeah, who are Melbourne-based. Yep. Conducted again by Dr Kathleen McGuire. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. And she's your co-composer on this. Yes, yeah. Yes. Kathleen's is, Kathleen is the brains behind the outfit. Oh, you're she? the look. <laughs> <laughs> no, my job was words. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not really a musician, although I get I get involved in singing in the choir because they're often short of a few bases. So, so you were the lyricist for a lot of this basically, work. Basically, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, that's I finally got to put to some use my schoolboy Latin <laughs> and uh, you know, got to you know, explain that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the way that it works. Fantastic. Well, I thought that we should hear a little bit of one of those tracks that we're going to um, have at the finale on, on Sunday the 25th. Um, and I listened to them both and I really love the sound of Gloria. And I, uh, Can you tell me a little bit about what about Gloria before we go and listen to it? Mm, indeed. So um, the Gloria... Uh, is not a traditional part of a, a requiem mass because obviously a requiem is is to remember when people who have died who have passed, uh, and the Gloria is is a much more joyful thing. Uh, it's got a particularly interesting story, and all thanks to Kathleen. Um, before we'd actually started the composition proce- process, she was in Soweto in South Africa and researching what had happened there. And, uh, I mean, people will, I'm sure, remember the history of the massacre of, of school children there protesting about you know, not having their own language uh, in, uh, in, in school. And Kathleen was shown around the area by um, a, a, a fellow who had actually been present at, uh, at the, the initial, I don't know what you'd call it, disturbance, riot. You know. um, 
And she was so moved by this whole thing that she came back and then wrote this particular movement. And I think it was the first meeting of the composers when we turned up. And she said, oh, I've done this. <laughs> and it was just absolutely amazing. And, and although I hadn't conceived that there would be a Gloria as part of it, it was, it was far too good you know, to, to miss out. So it's told from uh, the point of view of, of um, children, uh, as is with the, the original story in, in South Africa, uh, it's it's almost a, a complete um, story in itself. It it, uh, it it tells the story. It uses um, traditional South African lyrics, and uh, is a very joyful song. I mentioned clapping and cheering. It's it's one of the ones where the audience find it very very difficult not to get themselves in in involved. Uh, begins with a, a djembe, you know, the the African drum, uh, which which gives that sort of driving rhythm that goes all the way through it. I think if people come along and you know, to this event, they will really enjoy that. And uh, I certainly yeah. did when I heard it. It's very it's uplifting, isn't it? It is. It yes. is. I mean, that, and and one needs that because you know other parts of of the work are quite quite sad dark. and quite yes dark and, and challenging as the you know the other piece that we're performing for the for the festival but the gloria is it's just triumphal it's it's wonderful and we do ask the question you know what what have we done um to uh, to people to our children and certainly that event in south africa you know what did we do Thankfully, we're sort of well past that. But it raises some of the other issues that the Street Requiem has become associated with. Although we started with the idea of uh, uh, homelessness and rough sleepers, that the ideas of street violence, uh, particularly in America, um, but unfortunately in other parts of the world as well, has sort of broadened the interest of uh, you know of the way in which the Requiem has been re received. And that's very much the case for the, the second piece. Lacrimosa. Lacrimosa, yes. yes or well, Night Tears is the English yeah. um, translation that I've given it. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today, Andy Payne. Mm -hmm. It's really great. It's lovely to meet you. And um, would you introduce uh, Gloria? I'm in awe of this of this particular song. I think you know, it's one of Kathleen's masterpieces and I hope everyone will enjoy it. Here we have... Gloria from Street Requiem.
Finale includes the most extraordinary list of artists and performances and we're, we're going to get a glimpse of quite a few different things throughout the day um, and protest poetry and the priest is one of them and it's absolutely my favourite because it's such an extraordinary mix of things. It's come from, I had a lovely conversation with Kyron Jones, the, the reverend of uh, the Balnarring, the local parish, yeah. that's right, uh, and asked her how on earth this idea actually came together and it's an, it's an extraordinary one. So she told me that she's always been really interested in poetry that had been written about, she was reflecting upon repression and subjugation of minority groups and she was really interested in poetry that spoke about those things. And and she and John Thorne, who's the musical director, uh, had a conversation, I understand, and this is where this uh, whole concept was born. So Kyron's come up with a whole lot of poetry that she was really interested in. And it, cross, it spans hundreds of years, I think, Claire, doesn't it? I think it's 200 years. I think it's more than is that, it? actually. Okay. Because I think the oldest one is from the 1600s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a piece, I think that's called Emulation by Sarah Feig Edgerton. A woman wrote it in the 1600s. Ah. And um, it goes through, there's Henry Lawson poems, there's Dylan Thomas poems, and there's contemporary poems too, I think. Well, I think there's one contemporary from, from the 20th century. So these poems have been put together and John has written music for them. Yeah, and um, and and Kyron will present them. So there'll be an hour of of the, a performance um, on the Saturday, and we'll see. Will there be maybe two of the poems will be presented on the Sunday? Yes, I'm not sure how many in, how many we're going to see on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple, I think. Yes, I think you're right. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely amazing concept. So John's done something a little bit like this before, yes. I think. So he has uh, what was the it was the program about Henry Lawson? I think looking for Lawson. Looking for Lawson. So John put I think it was a dozen of Lawson's poems to music. Yep, uh, and then it became a show. Tell us for reasons of their own That want is here a stranger And miseries unknown For where the nearest suburb and the city meet My windowsill is level With the faces in the street Drifting past, drifting past To the beat of weary feet I sorrow for the owners Of those faces in the street So we're incredibly lucky to have at the at the Flinders Fringe um, some of the Thorne family because John himself is an incredible musical director. He's worked with extraordinary people like Meow Meow and... Um, uh, Shirley Bassey. Sh- Shirley, <laughs> Shirley Bassey, there you are. Okay. Um, here and all around the world, I think. Bob Down. Yes. Bob Down, that's yeah. right. Yes, that was the name that I was trying to remember. Trevorrow. But, uh, Mark. Mark Trevorrow, yeah. that's right, yes. So he's done some um, – he's collaborated with some pretty amazing people. Um, and singing, I believe, in this piece as well, in the protest poetry, is his daughter, Indeed, Bonnie. yes. My niece, yes. Yes. 
yes. and his first wife. First wife. Yeah. As but, well but as his mother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm pretty interested. It's the Thorn, in the Thorn cl- family. The Thorn oh. family are rather <laughs> extraordinary, aren't they? Because you have a sister, Helen, who's also an amazing performer. She's a comedic. Um, She's a comedian, stand-up com- comedian as well. Yes. Yes, she yeah. is. There's some pretty wild genes in your family, Claire. We're very lucky to have you all. Um, also singing, <laughs> Or just though, big, very, very big show-offs, I think. Yeah, but anyway. I don't know. Um, but there's also the Grammy Award-winning Christopher Watson sync providing vocals as well, along with Fiona Thorne and Bonnie Thorne in this program, aren't there? Yeah, I, look, I think it's I think it's going to be extraordinary, and it shouldn't be missed. It shouldn't be missed at the finale, but it shouldn't be missed at the festival either. That's right, and yeah. I, I, I can't remember what day is it on at the uh, festival. It's at midday on the Saturday. Okay, at the church. Yep, yeah, great. Another event we're going to have in the finale is the Dreamhouse Theatre Company Improv Group. Five youngsters who are part of the incredible youth theatre company Dreamhouse Theatre Company has been inspiring young people on the Mornington Peninsula for over 11 years. It's a youth theatre uh, and they present a lot of uh, work that they write themselves, the Dreamhouse Theatre Company. Five of their youngsters, or the alumni I should probably call them, are going to do a little improv session as well at uh, uh, in the program. Claire? Yeah, that's fantastic because, of course, they're led by Carol Petullo, who then is part of... The Seawolves. Seawolves. Seawolves Howl. The Seawolves Howl. Yeah. We're going to hear a little bit of Seawolves Howl as well. Yeah, we uh, might even get the whole of the um, the audience to do a bit of howling as well, Sal. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Let out a bit of steam. That would be great. Um, I'm not sure. They haven't told me what song they're going to do for the finale, but we're definitely going to include them as well. And I think you're going to be seeing um, all around Flinders the amazing work of Noah Fletcher, uh, photographs of the sea, the actual sea yeah, wolves. Yeah, 50, 50 sea wolves have yep. been photographed, yep. looking incredibly um, stunning is probably the word. <laughs> uh, and the portraits are... 160 centimetres high and 120 centimetres wide. Yeah, they're really big. So they're going, they're to, going be, to be all over town. They're going to be beautiful. Yeah, and, and they're heralding in many ways to the Seawolves musical production, which is going to be on at a new venue now. We've got a special new venue. A brand new venue in a private uh, private property in a very fancy shed uh, for performances over those three days. Yeah. Yeah, so. So we'll have a little taste of the Seawolves howl as well at the finale. Um, the other thing we've got, which I'm really excited about, is we have got Skip Walker-Milnes and David Trapp, amazing international acrobats, who have um, happened to both be in Melbourne at the moment. <laughs> so we scooped is, them up. We scooped them up and they're going to give a, a gravity-defying um, presentation halfway through the program of, at the finale. Um Skip is uh, Gidja Walker's son. Yeah. And Gidja O-A-M is... An ing- no, A-O. A-O, so I beg your pardon. Yes, come on, Sal. Yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Gidja, amazing Gidja, who's also one of the um, uh, characters in the film that uh, Heather Forbes McKeon and Yanni wrote, um, created about the three women, which is going to be on just after the festival. Directly after. Anyway, yeah. Skip's her son... And David Traps is someone that he has worked with quite a lot all around the world. I mean, they've been in circuses all over the place. Uh, in Berlin, there was Circa. I, I, I mean, I could probably read the list here, but um, we're really, really lucky to have them. And I think the kids particularly are really going to love yeah, them. Yeah, I think bit. that'll wake people up if, they're, if, they're, <laughs> if they've yeah. drifted off to sleep. Yeah. 
I can't imagine they will have, though. Another thing that we've got coming up um, is the Mornington Improv Collective. And um, they're, they're, one of, they're, they're going to present a musical improvisation with performances. Of what they, that's what they do. They love improvisation music, don't they? Yeah, but I think the twist is that um, uh, along with some traditional instruments, um, Paul Grage is introducing uh, music that has been created from found objects on the beach. Yes. I'm not entirely sure um, how that is, but um, it does sound quite extraordinary. And he's a percussionist. Yep. So I suppose... Um, and yeah. he's, that's along, he and Anne Norman, Paul Gr- Grage and Anne Norman are going to be part of this. Yeah, and they've also got two performances at the Fringe as well. And one is in a mystery location. So if you um, buy tickets, it's you'll be told the day before where you need to be um, at dawn. Oh, at uh, dawn. Dawn, dawn, probably Amazing. down the beach somewhere. Yeah. Um, and there'll be some sort of extraordinary meditation performed by Anne and Paul. Well, they're going to give us a little taste of what that might be. I'm yes. sure it won't be the whole performance. No. But it will be a little bit from from whatever it is they do, yeah. presumably with found objects. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's Paul's – that's his thing. Now, they're MP Shire Performing Arts Development Grant recipients, aren't they? They, they certainly are. And um, we're really uh, grateful, extremely grateful to the Shire for their support, um, particularly – uh, within this grant um, uh, bucket of money, because we've they've supported Paul, they've supported Max on uh, Noah Smith Fletcher's exhibition, uh, Josh Searle's uh, workshops, and of course um, they've they've contributed very um, generously to Seawolves Howe and the development of that. So um, that is um, go Shire. Yeah, I mean it's it really. It just makes such a huge difference to be able to support the talent that we have here because we, you know, this is the whole point of the festival is to um, acknowledge the talent that we actually have within within our shire with on the Mornington Peninsula, put it on country, and um, and present it to our community and celebrate. Mm-hmm. I think everybody who's involved is pretty excited for all of those reasons, really. There's still more talent. There's still more <laughs> talent. Okay, so another one that we've got coming up is local jazz sensation Cece Dewar. She's um, uh, a 17-year-old local girl. Yeah, she's extraordinary as well. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen her yet, but I'm quite, I've just been hearing the most amazing things about yeah, her. Yeah, she sometimes plays at the nightcap. Yeah, well, she, she does some – she was the youngest finalist in the Generations in Jazz Vocal Scholarship. She regularly performs her show um, and guests with Daryl McKenzie Jazz Orchestra. Now, this will be – all of those that know about jazz, will, this will be more familiar with. The Morty Alec Jazz Orchestra. She's also a regular at Carol's by Kingston and Frankston's Christmas Festival of Lights. But she, uh, yes, and she's just about to make a debut perform. I'm oh, sorry, um, performance on um, Netflix. So I believe, yeah. She and she's a theatre performer, and she's also a model. So she's quite a package. I'm really looking forward to seeing and hearing her. So she's going to do a couple of songs for us as well. Yeah, and she's also performing at the um, Flinders Hotel on Saturday night between six and seven. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Also. We've got two young emerging artists, Natasha, Kate and Emily Lee. They're, they're students of the um, music industry, a school in Rosebud. And 
they're young, I think, songwriters and guitarists and singers. I think Emmy actually plays keyboard. Oh, does she? Yeah, I actually okay. saw her perform at the Red Hill Show last year. Amazing. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's terrific. So it's a pretty eclectic and large and wonderful mix and it's all happening on one day at the picnic at uh, St John's in King Street. And, of course, it opens with Whistle and Trick. It opens with Whistle and Trick, yeah, mm. that's right. Joining us uh, on Sunday, the 25th, two local ladies, uh, Maddie Kelly and Esther Holt, both of whom I've known for actually quite a long time because uh, you were at school with my kids. Um, Whistle and Trick are, uh, have created an incredible sensation in the musical world, children's musical world. Thanks for coming, both of you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for being part of the Fringe as well. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited. So, um, I'd love to hear how your musical evolvement has happened to bring you in, uh, to children's stars. Um, I think we've both kind of grown up as part of the music industry. Initially, we were both doing a lot of adult music in our own bands and so we've always been kind of in that world. And then the turning point was Esther having her baby and I was working for a company that teaches preschool music and so through that we crossed paths and Esther just yeah. kind of brought it to me and was I like, was um at mother's group and Maddie came in as a performer for the mother's group and I had my daughter on my knee I was she's eight weeks old or something and we're like oh what are you doing here I was very nervous <laughs> though because I was kind of talking to parents about how beneficial is um, how m music is so beneficial for your baby um, and how we can use it to help their development. And then I saw Esther sitting front and centre with this baby in her lap and I immediately got nervous because I remembered her from school being this musical whiz, someone I always looked up to. And so um, it was the first time I've ever been nervous in that job. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I do remember you doing quite a series of musical theatre pieces yes. through the Frankston Art Centre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That was a real throwback. Yeah. So I did, I went through a phase of doing um, theatre for children. Yes. And I often tried to incorporate an element of music in that. Um, but that was definitely kind of where I started to find my footing in terms of presenting and uh, performing for children and what works and what doesn't work. So so the two of you hooked up. You've both kind of uh, reconnected. How did how did it evolve? Who came up with the come on, let's come let's do something together or like how did that happen? Um cuz you're I, a young mum. You've got a baby to be looking, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Always looking for a project. Yeah. <laughs> um I went home and I've always wanted to write a kids album but never really had the didn't know how to go about it by myself um, and had always written songs. Um, and I went home from when Maddie rocked up at Mother's Group and I said to my husband, I bet she'd be a really good person to write a kid's album with. And he was like, just ask her. And I'm like, oh, we're not really friends. You know, we know each other, um, but that's a bit, maybe a bit awkward and random, but I did. And she was like, yes, um, luckily. And Thank goodness <laughs> you did. I could imagine you doing that too. <laughs> yeah. Like, She's oh like, gosh, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> Um, and it just kind of happened really naturally from there. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit of a... It was definitely... It went out on a limb. Yeah, because I think Esther was a few years above me in high school. Mm. So we did 
you know, kind of know each other, but we'd never really worked together or hung out or even really performed together. So it was kind of really just like, oh, we're about to essentially go, you know, collaborate with someone. We don't know how it's going to work. But from our very first meeting, we just absolutely hit it off. We were on the same page for everything. We were finishing each other's sentences in terms of what we wanted the album to be, what we wanted the project to become and what we saw for it in our futures. So pretty much straight away we were like, we're onto something good here. Mm. <laughs> what was the name of the album? Bananas and Other Delicious Things. That's right. Yeah. And you received an ARIA nomination for that. Was yeah. it for the album or was it for a specific song? For the album. So um, it was Children's Album of the Year nominated. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. How exciting. It was wild, especially because that was our debut album. And, you know, we're up against the big dogs like The Wiggles and Emma Memma and Play School. And so <laughs> Peter we, Coombe. Peter Coombe, yeah. And all these people <laughs> that we grew up listening to. And so to feel kind of a part of that was really spectacular, actually. Mm, yeah. I'll, bet, I'll bet it was. <laughs> Quite surreal. Yes. <laughs> so you're doing several shows at the Fringe this year. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, on the Saturday or a couple of shows on Saturday. Um, at, a, at a new venue now, at the um, it's at the Bowls Club. Yeah, that's right. And and then you're coming to do the opening for us at the finale, which we're really excited about. Yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, what sort of age group do you uh, do you pitch at? Kind of, well, zero to eight. Yeah, broadly yeah. speaking. Yeah. yeah, but probably three to six, seven is the yeah. Sweet we kind of go like preschool slash early primary. Is yep. the real sweet spot. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was listening to your um, uh, album the other day because I wanted to pick something that maybe we should we could play here yeah, today. Yeah, great. My goodness, it just <laughs> stuck in my head. I'll tell you, it was the um, the thinking about things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And it absolutely stuck in my head. Oh, good. Yeah. So I thought we should probably play that. Would yeah, that, sure. Would that be okay? That sounds great. And uh, for all our listeners there, uh, Whistle and Trick are going to be opening the finale, uh, Flinders Fringe Festival finale, uh, on Sunday the 25th, uh, 12 till 3. Let's listen to... Thinking about the things. Thinking about the things that make me feel good. Thinking about the things that make me feel good. I feel good when I have a laugh. <laughs> Blowing bubbles in the bath. <laughs> Having cuddles on the couch. Running and jumping about. Thinking about the When I'm feeling sad, or I'm tired, or I'm mad, and things just aren't going how I planned, I take a deep breath and I close my eyes and think of all the things that make me feel good, thinking about the things that make me feel good. I just want to express my extraordinary gratitude to Bendigo Bank. Yeah. Um, they supported us last year. They supported us this year. They support the community very broadly. And so we're, we're really pleased um, that they have been part of this festival. And I hope they continue to be part of this festival. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also all the wonderful producers who are participating as well and and, and, and donating their wares, uh, you know, like the Red Hill Bakery and and Prime Cuts Prime Meat. Prime Cuts, yeah. They're, they're also doing it. So it is, it's a really fantastic coming together of community people. And with thank real you, great. Sal, because you're the one who's bringing it all together because you're the producer. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. So there's, there's quite a lot to be tying up. <laughs> We've got a little bit of time left, but there's lots to be A bit of doing. wrangling. And, and much like last year, people arrive at 12, they leave at 3, and there's just entertainment the whole, the whole time. time. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. So for any of you that are interested, of course, the um, the Flinders, the, the fantastic Flinders Fringe finale is on from 12 noon till 3.30 on Sunday the 25th of February. And tickets are through the website. Yeah. The Flinders website. And, and don't forget that we've also got an Instagram page, a Facebook page. And additionally, we've got the Flinders Fringe Festival 2024 Spotify playlist. And you can get to hear any of the artists or quite a few of the artists, at least that have Spotify tracks. You can get a taste of what's coming up at the Fringe this year. Thanks for listening. Head to flindersfringe.com.au for tickets and full program details.